who we are in Christ. The subtitle at this point dealing with out of verse 2 of Ephesians chapter 1 is we are blessed to be a blessing. Do you know that you are blessed to be a blessing? Ephesians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, we will read verses 1 through 3. We are on verse 2. have to go back and reset some principles on this because it's been a while, been a few weeks. So um, we'll try to go where we need to go and let it go. Amen? Amen. If you are, do not have an Amplified Bible in front of you, the words are on the screen. It will read quite different from your Bible. It's trying to take the Greek and expand the, the meanings of the words out of the Greek so, so it could give us a more to capture the color of the Greek words in English. It reads as such in our hearing. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, and it reads as such. Paul, an apostle, that is special messenger of Christ Jesus, the Messiah, by the divine will, the purpose and the choice of God to the saints, which means the consecrated, the set-apart ones, at Ephesus, who are also faithful, loyal, steadfast in Christ Jesus. May grace, that is God's unmerited favor, and spiritual peace, which means peace with God, harmony, unity, undisturbedness, be yours from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. May Blessing, that is praise, adulation, eulogy, be to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual, that is, given by the Holy Spirit, blessing in the heavenly realm. Amen. 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 Father, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, just... Speak, Lord. Increase the anointing. Lord, take my little bit and multiply it and allow there to be a manifestation of your presence in your word. Lord, just even, even now, Lord. Father, even now, glorify yourself in your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. How many people in the house would say you bless? How many people in the house know you bless? How many people in the house that you thank God that you bless? I'm going to make this go a little bit more difficult. How many people know that in spite of the circumstance you may be in and the trouble that may be in your life, you are still bold enough to say, I'm blessed. Looks like I got some folks who know that your blessing or you being blessed has nothing to do with things that are happening around you. Is in the fact that you are in the proper relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And because you are his child, in spite of what may be happening around you, you know that you are blessed. Matter of fact, you can write a list of the things going wrong, but you still will stand flat-footed this morning and tell the devil, I'm still blessed. And there's nothing that you can do about it because I know I'm blessed in Christ Jesus. Sometimes I think we confuse what being blessed really means. Blessed has nothing to do with how much money you got in the bank account or what type of car you drive. Even when you're going through trouble, you got to know within your knower. You got to know that you know that you know. 
that, wait a minute, I am blessed because I am a child of God. And based on the fact I'm not what I used to be and he's still working on me, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Church, if you are blessed, then you have been set up to be a blessing to somebody else. You, you, yo, yo, you being blessed, does that mean that you sit on your do nothing and do? Paul is writing to the church of Ephesus and many of the epistles, he is in jail and he is speaking blessings over their lives. He is speaking in agreement with God who they are in Christ Jesus. He knows that his words has power because he is speaking by faith God's blessing on them. Listen, God's blessing does not, is not predicated on, on you. It's predicated on him. What do you mean by that? That means that God has in your account your blessings. All you have to do is reach up and get some. Notice what he says. He says, he says, may God's blessing and peace be, may God favor. Did you know God's favor is better than money? God's favor will open up doors for you that your bank account can't open. God's favor will fix things that your job can't fix. God's favor will keep you when nothing else there's somebody in the house know what I'm talking about. You got a job that you didn't qualify for. God's favor. Something happened and you still can't explain how you got where you are. Oh, you know that God must have did it. That's favor. Some of you, you should have been in your grave sleeping dead. But God's favor stepped in right on time and kept We can go down the list, but that. He's saying to the saints, God bless you. May God's favor and peace. Peace, not that your circumstance will be all that good, but in spite of your circumstance, God's peace will keep your mind and your heart. All H E L L may be breaking loose. And you can stand there like nothing is happening because you know who's in control. When you know that God is in control and he got you in your hand, I mean, all hell can be breaking loose. And you still can come in here and say, bless the Lord, all my soul, and all that is within me. I know there's some folks this morning. You don't have to raise your hand. You came out of trouble. Come here to give God the praise and probably going to go back to trouble. But you have made up your mind that I'm going to praise God anyhow. Because in spite of my trouble, I'm blessed. What should be happening in our atmosphere is that you ought to come in here with your mind made up to bless somebody else. Did you know some people barely made it here this morning? You know, you know, you don't know people's story and what they got to live through all week long. And the last place that they need to get eyes rolled at them. The last place they need to see an attitude coming their way is in the... The last place where they ought to be looked at like, huh, with your nose stuck up is in the... Sometimes the bar has more fellowship than the church. Like, I didn't hear me. Let me talk to this group right here. Sometimes the bar... Hold on, hold on. Why will all these people go to some place where the dance floor is no bigger than this and they're at the bar because 
folks at the bar would cry with you. Place at the bar would say, oh. They would cry drunk tears with you. They would put their drunk arm around you. And if your story's real bad, give my buddy another round. At the bar. At the bar. Oh, don't act like y'all never been there. Don't act like y'all don't know. Some of y'all. <laughs> the devil is a copycat. He know he can't copy the Holy Spirit, so he used the other spirit, the alcohol spirit. And when you drunk, you tell everything. Being drunk make you a good listener. And they don't tell your business because the time they get home, they done forgot what you said. It. it stays at the bar. But Satan took what belongs to us. Satan took the conradeship, the unity that ought to be in the church. That's a blessing. That's, that's, that's a mandate. That's, that's something from God. Because we have come here on one accord to lift up the name of the Lord. And Paul is speaking blessings to the church. If he was in the church without writing a letter, he would have spoken. Listen, I'm not the only one that should have God's word in my mouth. Before I stand, thank you for your words today. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for speaking. Don't ever apologize for speaking because somebody needed to hear what you had to say. But you don't have to have a mic to speak something. There ought to be some speaking going on before church starts. Matter of fact, there ought to be some word being passed on to each other before. Did you come here to bless somebody? Listen, the Dead Sea got waters running to it. But the reason why it's dead, there's no outlet. And it is stale. It is stagnant. The materials in the Dead Sea, the minerals has built up so much that nothing can live in the Dead Sea. I hate to say this, but allow me just to say it. There's some Christians because they are so backed up. Spiritual backup. And they stale. And they can't bless nobody because they don't want to bless nobody. But I, 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 I now understand that even if you're going through something, you ought to have even more, your mind made up even more. I'm going to speak life into something. Don't you know that when God, God has a big picture that he's pouring into you as you pour out. The moment you quit pouring out, God quit pouring in. So if you're down and depressed, maybe the problem is you ain't pouring enough out. Because when you start pouring out, God starts. There ought to be something that happens when we come to church that when we leave here, we don't leave here the same way we came in. That there's enough being poured out in the midst of God's people. That even before the sermon comes, you always say, I already been blessed. I, I already got mine. I, 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 I don't know if I can take too much more. To the place that when people start getting blessed, they start running the service. You begin to realize, hey, I don't know what happened last week, 
But whatever happened last week, I needed this week. So I'm going to go to the place where I got my blessing from last week. And if it happened this week, I'm going to recognize that there's something about coming to church. Folks talking positive stuff. Not, you can get negative stuff anywhere. Go on the job and get negative stuff. There, we ought to, how can I say this? We ought to not let no negative words speak out of our mouth when we come in here. It's not a place where you ought to talk about folks. It's not a place where you ought to watch what other folks are wearing. If you put your eyes on Jesus, you won't see the stuff that you're talking about. We can change the atmosphere. There's power in this church right now. Hey, let me go on, let me go on. Paul writes to Timothy, and, and, and Timothy is, is over a church, but Timothy has been raised up with Paul. But Timothy seems to have an attitude, or uh, he seems to be intimidated. 2 Timothy 1, 6 and 7, Paul writes to him, and he has heard that Timothy, instead of being bold in his faith, he has gotten kind of intimidated. Paul refers to him and said, this is why I remind you, Timothy, stir up, rekindle the fire that is in you. See, if you say God done gave you something, uh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't get a big enough answer. If you are saved, God has given you something. If you are saved, you gifted. Listen, it comes with your salvation. You may not know it, but God has put something in you that other folks need to hear. Uh, so, see, as soon as I said that, somebody said, well, I can't sing. Who said anything about singing? No, what you need to speak. Lisa, you blessed me with that song. You know why you blessed me with that song? Because uh, some folks don't know that you just got through with chemo and cancer and all of that. And you have the nerves to stand up there and sing that song? Somebody who knows your story said, look at her. Up there like nothing never happened. What gives her the ability to sing like Venus? Where Venus at? Okay, her mom is in the hospital. Just been diagnosed with bone cancer. Going through treatment. She could be sitting down on God. But instead of sitting down on God, she opens up her mouth and says, I'm not going to let the devil steal my praise. Yes, I'm going through. But guess what? The more I go through, the more I'm going to pray. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Is there anybody in the house going through something? Is there anybody in the house going through something? Then you ought to praise God right now in the midst of going through something because you ought to shut the devil and say, it doesn't matter what you do, I'm still going to praise him. I'm still going to praise him. I'm still going to praise him. I believe the more you going through, the more you ought to praise him. Don't let the devil take from you what God has given you. Don't let the... He is telling Timothy, fan the fire. Why, Timothy? Because the folks in the church needs what you got. The gift of God. The inner fire that is in you. We laid our hands on you and God showed us what was in you, Timothy. Don't let it lay dormant. Next one. Next verse. For God did not give you the spirit of being intimidated, of the spirit of fear, being a coward. Of, of fear, of uh, uh, falling away in fear. 
The devil wants to shut your mouth. Your faith is being tested. This whole thing is about our faith. Because our faith is going to be the very reason that God's going to use to condemn Satan and the fallen angels, which are demons now. Why? Because they, they, they was with him and choose not to believe him. We haven't seen him and choose to have faith in him. So when judgment come on the devil, we're going to stand up and say, how dare you not trust God, not believe God. We didn't see him. And we knew he was faithful. We've been through trials and tribulation and kept on believing him. Yes, he deserved judgment, Lord, because we know you are God. We knew before we saw you. He saw you and didn't praise you. And we praise you without seeing you. So the devil is trying to take from us what the Lord has given us. Open I done said this before. Open your lipstick mouth. Open your small mouth. Open your big mouth. If you got a mouth, open it up and praise ye the Lord. God be praised. God be praised. He gave us power. Gave us love. And in the church, what should be happening, we should be stirring one another up. We ought to be stirring up one another. You may not come in with everything, but you ought to leave with everything. Listen, when we come together, there ought to be a purpose of lifting one another up. Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, 4 and 7. Let me give you the Old Testament principle. Paul is referring to the Old Testament when, 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 when someone goes into battle. They would come with the spoils. Let's read. There is one body, one spirit, just also called you into the hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Let's go on. One God, one Father who is in you all, over you all, through all, in all. But each of us, grace was given according to the measure of God's Christ's gift. This is what he's saying. He said, when Christ died on Calvary and when he got up on that Sunday, he gave gifts to every member of the church. I mean, that every time a person is saved, there is a spiritual gift that is dispensed to them. All of us are gifted. The gift represents that the devil lost. Let me explain. When David came in from battle, the only way that he could prove that they really won against their enemies is after they spoiled them, they took their gold, they took their silver, they took their diamonds, they took their clothes, they took their articles of value. So when they come riding in to the city, the residents of the city would stand on the outside of the streets like it's a parade, and the soldier would toss Gifts. So everybody had a token of the victory. Let me show you what Christ did when he got up. What's the importance of that, preacher? This is the importance. When you use your gift, it is evidence that Satan has lost. The devil looks at it and says, you don't have to remind me. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to keep on reminding me. So he wants to shut us up and shut us down. Because it is a reminder to him and is a token of evidence to us that we don't see the full victory yet, but we have already won. 
and he fights us that he don't want that testimony. He don't want that to become strong because the more God uses us, the more people are going to get saved. The more God uses us, the more people are going to be encouraged. I bet you somebody came in here, didn't know if they're going to make it or not. But after what happened today, they got a made-up mindset. I'm going all the way. I bet you somebody was down or out when they came. But now they feeling kind of good. They, they feel like, I think I can go on now. Why? Because of what happened in the house. First Corinthians 14, 26. Just wanted to deal with that first part of it. Here he is giving co- correction to the church of Corinth who got issues. In this, what he says to them, when you come, when you come, let your attitude, let the purpose be, let one of your purpose be to lift up one another. Did y'all hear that? Let your purpose be, let everyone's purpose be to lift up one another. Yes, to praise God, but to lift up one another. To come along aside of them and help them lift up the Lord with you. We should not want to praise God by ourselves. There's more power when we praise him together. 2 Corinthians. Let me show you how this works. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. Verse 3. I usually use this verse when I'm doing eulogies and stuff like that because of the power of it. Look what it says. It says, um, we have plenty of hard times that comes from the fellowship of Christ. But something more so the good times. Okay, here we go. Uh, listen to what it says. It says, I'm going to start where it says, the God of all hearing counsel. He comes long aside. Look what he's saying. When you're going through, the Holy Spirit comes alongside of you. This is from the Amplified. The Amplified, I forget what version it is. I think it's the Amplified. Come alongside of you to help you go through your trials. Every time you go through, the Holy Spirit is present to help you go through. Let me say that again because somebody didn't hear that. Every time, no matter what it is that you are going through, the Holy Spirit comes on a side of you to help you go through. But hold on, there's, there's an added bonus. There's an added bonus being part of the church. Glenn, come here for a second. Stop right there. Say for whatever reason that nobody was there to help him go through what he went through. The Holy Spirit, in an invisible way, has come to help him make it through to victory. He finds out that I am going through what something similar to what he went through. God put on his heart that he'd been where I'm at. So he has the responsibility by the prompting of the Holy Spirit to come along a side of me, hook up with me. Now let me show you. Not only am I hooked up to him, but guess who's on the other side of me, walking with me as we walk through this, the Holy Spirit. So now he is guiding me, showing me what God showed him. Oh, look what it says. It says, the God of all healing, counsel, he comes along a side of us when we go through hard times. Before you know it, he brings us alongside somebody else who is going through hard times so that we can be there for that person just as God was there 
cross. Oh, bless the Lord. Oh, bless. Now watch what happened. He walks with me until I get okay. Now once I get okay, I drop out, but then God will hook me up with somebody else to walk with them till they get okay. That is the way the church ought to be operating. I've seen it happen. I see it happen. And the Lord would, the Lord, the Holy Spirit will hook you up with folks so that y'all can walk. Go to Colossians 3, 14, 17. Chapter 3, 14, 17. Colossians says, so as those who have, oh, okay, there we go. Bear one another, forgiving one another, whoever have a complaint against one another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so also should you. Beyond all these things, put on what? Love. Above everything else, put on what? Love. See, unless you love somebody, you can't walk with them. Unless you love somebody, you can't deal with them. Listen, love covers a multitude of sin. You know, I know, I know, I know. Some folks, I'm not going to do like I did last time, are hard to love. But you know what? How can I say this? All of us got issues. The best of us is not all that. I'm sorry to bust some bubbles, but let me help you. Let me, let me help you. Who said your elevator comes all the way to the top? <laughs> it's a matter of opinion. Because <laughs> the whole standard is Christ. But therefore... We should be able to walk and talk and love one another. Maybe you're not the one that can walk with that person, but you can pray for them. You can pray for them. You can pray for them. We are in this thing together. Whether we like it or not, we are in this thing together. Our praise ought to be together. Our healing ought to be together. Our walk ought to be together. I mean, there ought to be some place that there's nobody in here that is hurting, that is walking by themselves. Everybody don't have to know, but somebody ought to know. The church is made that we hook up and couple with one another to walk through this thing, that we may walk in victory because the devil is trying to steal our faith. And he's going to use everything at his avenue to take from you what God has given you. Psalms 33, 1 and 4. I'm going to show you some things. Watch how the scriptures does it. Then we're going home. Look what he says. Sing for joy in the Lord, O ye righteous ones. Praise is becoming of the upright. Notice how important praise is here. Notice that the psalmist is encouraging the congregation together. He says, though that God has called righteous, though that God has deemed righteous, though that has the blessing of God, the covering of God, he says, praise him. Praise him. Then he says this, he asked this, he said, he said, praise is what we, look what he said, it's becoming, he said, praise is what we ought to do. I know that we don't like it when somebody encourages us to praise God, but you know, it shouldn't take that much to make us praise him. I mean, I understand the way things was moving this morning, and some folks may have still been sitting there like they sucking on lemons. Hold on. How can you sit in the presence of God 
and not be moved. How can you hear the testimonies of how good he is and not reflect on how good he's been to you and not, listen, listen, you don't have to praise him because he's been good to me, but you ought to praise him because he's been good to you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But, but if he's been good to you, you don't mind praising God for being good to somebody else. Why? Because we're in this. You know what? You don't have to be jealous of nobody else's blessing. Let me say it again. You don't have to be jealous of what God is doing in anybody else's life. If you thank God for what he's doing in their life, perhaps. You know what? When God is blessing one person in the house, he's blessing in the house. Oh, y'all didn't get that. Y'all didn't get that. Y'all didn't get that. Y'all didn't get that. If one person in the house got a big blessing, you ought to say, shoot. I'm going to thank God for blessing them because I see it's getting close to me, and I'm going to get ready for my blessing. If God delivered them, he can do it. Our praise ought to get higher. Listen, when you see what God is doing over there, it ought to increase your faith. When you see what God is doing for somebody else, you say, God's still working miracles. When you see God deliver folks, you all say, God's still delivering folks. If he delivered them, if I, let me watch what they're doing. You know what? Sometimes... If you're not there yet, maybe you ought to copy somebody and fake it till you get there. <laughs> Let me explain. Let me explain. You see them stand up and praise God. You know God blessing them. You ought to stand up and praise God. <laughs> Hold on. You're not comfortable with raising your hands, but you see them raising their hands. But I want what they got. Let me try it. You know. <laughs> Hold on. Let. There's some, there's some sense to my man. You know why? You are always uncomfortable when you do it the first time. Let me say that again. When you are stretched out of your element, the flesh don't like it. Hold on. Hold on. I don't think some of y'all don't get this. There's some folks who don't care, and they just... They didn't start there. They started. After a while, I started feeling pretty good and got a little bit higher. Then one day, it got real good to a, oh, excuse me. And they started thinking, that felt real good. Shoot, I don't care. Let them talk about me. Is there anybody in the house that don't mind raising your hand? Don't mind praising the Lord. Let them, listen, folks going to talk about you anyhow. Give them something to talk about. That pastor was praising the Lord to fool the dead. Yes, I was. Yes, I was. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. David danced to the place. His wife got embarrassed. But David said, wait a minute. You don't understand. The Lord been good to me. He brought me a mighty long way. If you don't like it, close your eyes. He said, give thanks. And he began to tell them, the musicians give thanks. 34, one through four. 34. Here's one. I will bless the Lord. Now it's personal. I've made up my mind. I've seen enough. I know enough. Don't matter what people think. 
I will bless the Lord at all times. In season, out of season, around season, I will bless the Lord all the time. His praises, not your praises, his praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul, my soul gets happy and boasts about the Lord. Listen, other folks will hear it and rejoice with me. Is there anybody in the house? Is there anybody in the house? Oh, magnify, hold on. Now he invites everybody. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Come on, let's do it together. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Bless, bless his holy name. It's proper. It's right to encourage one another in praising the Lord. You don't have to do it like I do it, but do it like you do it. But you ought to do something, because the Lord is great. The Lord is great. The Lord is great. One more verse and we're going home. One more verse. Hebrew. Hebrew. Chapter 10. Hebrew, chapter 10. Watch this. Because the key to all that I am talking about is this. Let us hold fast. Don't let nobody take from you what you holding on to. Don't let life situation, don't let hardship, don't let tribulation take from you what you know about the Lord. Things are going to happen. The devil's going to come. We're living in a fallen world with fallen people. Your adversary is trying to steal from your mouth your praises to God. If he can shut you up, he wins. If he can make you sit down, how in the world are you going to sit down on God because folks made you mad? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. You mad at them, so you sit down on God. <laughs> Somebody in the choir made you mad, so you ain't going to sing no more. Somebody in the church looked at you funny, so you ain't coming to church no more. Wait a minute. I didn't know that somebody other than Jesus died for you. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that somebody other than Jesus saved you. I didn't know that. I didn't know that your blessings came from anybody else other than Jesus. So why you gonna let folks who can't Can't do nothing for you to make you sit down on the one that's blessing you. Matter of fact, some folks did it so that you would sit down because they ain't doing nothing themselves. What you didn't know, they was jealous of you. So they started talking about you. So why are you going to stop what's keeping you in your blessing? Keep on giving God the highest praise. I hate to say this. I'm going to say it. There's haters on the job. There's haters 
the neighborhood. If you're not careful, you'll find some haters up in the... I just gotta be for real with you. Haters everywhere. Let them hate you. You make up your mind. I'm gonna praise. I'm gonna worship. I'm gonna hold on to what I know about him. That's what happened. When you praise God, your faith is encouraged. And somebody else's faith is encouraged. Your faith is strengthened. And somebody else's faith is strengthened. Why you think it's so hard to break through in praise when you're going through? It is spiritual oppressing who says, after all you're going through, you're going to praise him? Why are you going through all of this? Why don't you take a praise break? You was off, you know, you've been awful busy. Why don't you sit down for a while? Isn't that song that says that, that, that we're going to sit down from our labor? Why don't you start it right now? Can't sit down, See, the problem is, if you sit down, you may not get back up. It's hard to come back once you stop. While you have the momentum, you best keep the momentum. You know, I've talked to folks that they're going through some sickness, and I would say, you know, it's best, you know, I'm looking for the physical health. And this one tell me, well, you understand. But what I'm fighting with, I got to come. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what I do? I didn't realize that their spiritual and emotional need is greater than their physical need. Their physical need may need the rest, but in their spirit, they recognize, uh-uh, 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 I'm going through some spiritual battle, and the devil's trying to steal my praise. And I need to get with some saints that is praising the same God that I'm praising. And I need their praise to boost my praise. I may not be able to stand up, but I'll sit down. And I'll lift my hands as high as I can. Because I need to praise God. I need, you don't understand, I need to praise God. Because he's the best thing that ever happened to me. And if I'm going to make it through this, I got to get my praise on. I wonder today, is there anybody in the house, in order to make it the next week, you got to get your praise on. You got to get your praise on. You've been through a whole lot of stuff. But you have made up your mind in order to make it through another week. I got to get my praise on. If nobody understands it, I got to do it by myself. I got to get. Faith, when you're standing on the word of God, and your faith says, you don't see no evidence of it, praise him. Don't feel like it. Everything tells you you ought not to. 
spiritual warfare. And there's a reinforcement that happens in the house. That when the body of Christ gets together, we supply to one another what we need for the journey. But if you're not part of the body, you may see it, but you can't have it. You may taste it, but you can't swallow it. Because you got to be in Christ Jesus to really understand it. I want y'all to know today, some of y'all seem crazy, the folks that don't know Jesus. But you know what? Let them think you crazy. <laughs> what you say? You don't know my story. What you say? You don't know my story. But I know who's in your story. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In your story is Jesus. Yes, he is. And he has made such an impact yes, in your story. Yes, sir. You can't help. But praise him. 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 Is there anybody in the house knows what he's talking about? Don't know where you at, but I know you need Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I know what He does for us. I know what He supplies in our every need. I know that there's nobody can do you like Jesus. And you need to be part of the body. We're not perfect. We miss it. We still have bad days, good days. You might even see us frown and have an attitude. Just pass on by that person and sit by somebody smiling. If you look hard enough, you'll find somebody that's going to encourage you. But it's in the house. Because Jesus is in the house. The question I have today, are you in Jesus? Then the second one is, if you're not, we will pray with you. We will get you in Jesus. Secondly, are you in a house? A place where you worship together. If not, you need to find some place. Where they are worshiping Jesus and the word of God is being preached. 